When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, this is EJ Allen with the Wolverine.com. Thanks for being patient. I know we're running a few minutes late. As always, subscribe to the Wolverine.com today. Just $10 until next football season. That's $10 until August of 2023. That gets you premium insider Michigan recruiting information. These lives are just a taste of what you can get over at the Wolverine.com. Uh, so sign up today, premium recruiting information, uh, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, and you get to be part of the great message board community, the fort, all for just $10 until August of next year. As always, subscribe to this YouTube channel. It is completely free. We put up content every single day, so make sure to subscribe to this channel and like this video. It helps us with the algorithm uh go blue go blue as always and make sure to leave a super chat by i i know i had questions on this how you leave a super chat so you can leave a super chat by pressing the uh donate button and if you press the donate button that super chat money goes directly to me your question gets bumped up to the top and especially it's especially important uh show like tonight we are strictly going 30 minutes for sure for sure because I have a very, very early flight, like 5 a.m., so (laughs) I don't think I'll even go to sleep tonight. So we'll definitely do 30 minutes. We'll get to y'all's questions, and we'll go with the first one. Uh, Chris Grant has uh, lots of of questions, it looks like. Um, Let's get all the layups out of the way. So Chris is taking your questions and asking them first. Uh, Chris says, let's get all the layups out of the way. So his first one is... Uh, Nathan Afobi, does he equal Michigan? We'll pop your other questions back up uh, in a second. So, yeah, obviously we're going to talk about Nathan Afobi. He is an on 300 offensive lineman from Georgia, set to make a decision this Friday. Michigan has been trending in the right direction for a while now. I had a chance to go out to see him um, in the Atlanta area a couple months ago and put in a prediction shortly after that. And I kind of hinted that it was kind of a, a matter of when. Um, and now if we'll be set to make a decision Friday without having made a visit to Miami, which was the other big contender in this recruitment. So I think this one is obviously Michigan's to lose. I feel very confident in my prediction. I know others have uh, been recruiting him, peer recruiting him in the class. Like when I went out to Dallas to see Eno Etta, he told me Afobi was one of the top targets for the group. So yeah, I feel confident there. 
And uh, if Michigan lands Nathan Afobi, they are getting an extremely versatile lineman, not just an offensive lineman. You see, uh, you know, uh, he's a guy that can play defensive line as well. He had a chance to um, get recruited as a defensive lineman early on before schools focused in on him as an offensive lineman. But you see here on the film, our producer Matt has pulled up. He's uh, exclusively playing offensive lineman playing some tackle and you know he projects as an interior offensive lineman uh, i believe we at on three have him ranked the highest as an interior offensive lineman uh but he can play tackle i think michigan sees him as a, a guy along the offensive line that can uh play everything except maybe the center position along the offensive line so uh the athletic is athleticism is there the feats there the uh willingness to put guys in the dirt and be physical that's all there i still think uh a phobia is still a little raw from a technical standpoint and like i said he was a defensive line recruit for some schools early on uh so there's a drastic um difference in the rankings on three has him very high uh others do not have him as high i believe he's ranked as a three star by the other four major recruiting services but i like Afobi's upside i think it's great to pair him as an interior offensive line take along with amir herring who's already committed and has a really high floor and might not have the same uh ceiling as a so uh would definitely be a, a really good take for Michigan if they get him on board on Friday. And like I said, I've had a prediction in for several months, and I definitely like where things stand. Uh, Grant also asked, uh, it sounds like Taylor is locked in with Minnesota. Um, so we're talking about Darius Taylor. Uh, yeah, at this point, it looks like he's going to be a little bit of a, a tough flip. Taylor being a three-star Running back out of Wald Lake Western, uh, close to the University of Michigan, not too far away there. So a lot of people were expecting him to just flip right away, especially after he made an unofficial for the visit for the uh, game against Michigan State. Uh, But obviously that did not happen. Michigan's going to have to fight hard to flip him away from Minnesota. This is far from a layup. Our new uh, recruiting reporter Zach Libby went out to see him yesterday, and the vibe was that, hey, uh, you know, I really, really like Minnesota. They were with me from the start. They've made me a priority. So, yeah, Hart's going to have to work hard to flip him. You know, it's always tough to get three running backs in one class as well. So if something were to maybe happen with Benjamin Hall, I could see um, some movement there. Um, but yeah, I, I think with Darius Taylor, we're kind of in wait and see mode, see if he does come back for an official visit. Uh, right now it looks like the safer bet is that he will stick with Minnesota, but at the same time, things can change in recruiting. Michigan is winning on the field. The running backs are having crazy production. Like I said, you could have a situation where things change with Benjamin Haw as well. So at that point, that could open up the, the door for Taylor. But I think Michigan's going to continue to recruit him, and we'll see what happens as we get closer to, to signing day. Uh, you know, if others really, really get involved, like uh, Steve Klinkscale and Ron Bellamy that also have strong ties in the area, then I could see things changing there as well. Um, let's go back to Chris. He had an, a couple other questions. Uh, Pierce and Howard are visiting now. Um, so 
not really a question, but a statement. Yes, Roderick Pierce and Jamel Howard are both visiting to Wisconsin commits. I do feel good about Michigan flipping Pierce. I've had a prediction in since he made an unofficial visit for the game against Michigan State. And uh, Jamel Howard, I think there's still a little bit more time uh, that needs to happen before I put in a flip prediction, but I like where the Wolverines are trending. I caught up with him uh, last night and was the first one to report his visit. And we had a really good conversation um, about where things stood. I think he still really likes Wisconsin and the relationship building with Elston is still a little new. And obviously unlike Pierce, he hasn't visited yet. So I think we'll know a lot more about Howard after this weekend. Um, oh, we got a super chat. And it is uh, Devon Robinson. We really need to come up with a siren or something to signify the the super chats. Uh, But Javian Toviano said he doesn't want to commit before visiting Michigan again. Do you think we have a shot and anything with 2024 defensive back Charles Lester? Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I, if it was a buy or sell question, I would probably sell. I think Toviano is likely to stay South. Uh, Toviano obviously being a top 100 defensive back from, uh, the great state of Texas, uh, had a chance to, to see Toviano in the summer at the future 50 camp. He, he hung out with, uh, Michigan commits Collins Anchampong and Amir Herring at the event. He obviously, made an official visit to Michigan, but at this point, it doesn't look like Toviano is going to get in for a game. We don't have him on the visitors list for this week. Will he come in in December? Maybe it's a possibility, but he would have to pay for his own trip. Um, Again, I I just think he stays South, man. I mean, at one point I thought Michigan was a true dark horse. Now I think Michigan is on the outside looking in. If Michigan can get him on campus before he makes a decision that then that's a win in itself. But I think LSU has really been trending in the right direction there. I would say LSU is the favorite. Texas has obviously uh, been pushing hard as well. A&M's remained in the mix, but uh, I think LSU is likely to the team to be for Toviano. It would be a monster get uh, to pull in Toviano. And I think he has kind of that, Michigan kid attitude. Um, I, I've really enjoyed my conversations with him, but at the same time, I just I, I have a hard time seeing it, especially this cycle where Michigan has struggled with NIL and all the extras. Um, but we'll see. I mean, if he does visit Michigan, obviously that definitely gives some optimism. And then 2024 defensive back Charles Lester, uh, top 100 recruit out of Sarasota down in Florida. Uh, So he was supposed to visit Michigan a couple of weeks ago and did not end up making the trip. However, he remains highly interested in the Wolverines. Michigan is one of his top schools early on. He's already visited Michigan twice. I do think it's going to be tough to pull him out of Florida and our great producer matt has pulled up his profile but you can see he is rated as a top 55 national prospect across the board but again with him being a kid in the southeast with michigan still figuring out nil i think those recruitments are going to be harder to win until michigan gets the nil stuff figured out but i do think it's a positive that he's visited a couple of times michigan has had success recruiting the state of florida um 
you know, under Jim Harbaugh during his entire tenure. Steve Klingscale has built up a great relationship uh, with schools throughout the state of Florida. Jay Harbaugh has been involved in the recruitment of Charles Lester as well. Um, so, yeah, I do think Michigan's a major player, but uh, still some work to do. But I, I do think he's one of the more realistic, high profile guys in 2024 that is out of region. Um, let's go down to, oh, we have another super chat. It is Shane Johnson. Who is the better high school quarterback going into their senior year? Jaden Davis or JJ McCarthy? Um, it looks like he has a couple more questions. So let's answer them one by one. And Shane, we really appreciate you and, uh, Devon Robinson as well. Uh, coming in with those super chats, that money goes directly to my travel budget and it bumps you to the top of the question list again today is a, a 30 minute show no matter what because of my travel schedule but uh better high school quarterback going into their senior year uh, I, I had jj mccarthy graded higher um i love jj's arm talent his ability to push the ball down the field which we haven't had a chance to see at michigan yet unfortunately but the elite arm talent was there you could see him make whatever throw he wanted on top of that he had a complete command of his offense both at img where he took it, it was interesting when he was at nazareth academy as an underclassman he was more of a gunslinger that would make plays with his legs that would let it fly uh but at IMG Academy as a senior, he was more of a game manager in a sense that he took a lot of just high percentage passes, took what the defense gave him, didn't run a whole lot. He did have a bit of an ankle injury as a senior, but as an underclassman, he was absolutely electric, uh, just escaping out of the pocket, making things happen, making Houdini plays happen. I mean, I, my player comp for JJ coming out of high school was Johnny Manziel, and you've seen a little bit of it during his time at Michigan and you've seen the ability as a runner, the, the escapability, the, the throws that make you go, wow. But um, I think JJ is going to be just fine. I think he's still, you know, kind of coming along. I think you're kind of seeing a little more IMG JJ at Michigan, as opposed to uh, Nazareth JJ at Michigan, but I love JJ. I had him rank right up there uh, near the five-star level. And uh, with Jaden Davis, uh, you don't necessarily see the movement, um, he can climb the pocket. He can run if he needs to, but he's not nearly as fast or as quick or doesn't have the escapability as JJ. He has similar arm talent. He can definitely push the ball down the field. He can make you, he can make some of those throws that make you go, wow. Um, he has improved his accuracy this year. He has shown that he can, um, not be such a, a risk taker. So similar to uh, JJ, JJ had a, a bit of a lower completion percentage before um, arriving at IMG where he had an extremely high completion percentage and no interceptions thrown as a senior. So I think Jaden has been in slowly but surely improving his accuracy and more so improving control on the ball. Uh, Jaden kind of threw the ball like a pitcher, like a baseball pitcher where you know, he threw it too hard so balls would sail on him or they would hit the dirt. But I think he's been more and more accurate. And I think 
some of that has to do with Jaden uh, improving and some of that has to do with him transferring. Same thing with JJ. You know, JJ got bumped up as a senior with talent when he transferred to IMG. He had so many playmakers around him at Nazareth. It was uh, uh, he had good talent around him as well. Obviously, he had Tyler Morris. Uh, he had Landon Morris, who was uh, another D1 recruit. Uh, but at IMG, he had the luxury of a strong run game. He had the luxury of guys rotating in and out at wide receiver that held uh, D1 offers. So he wasn't just dependent on one or two guys. Um, with Jaden, he transferred from a school where he didn't really have any D1 talent. Um to a school that has uh, Jordan Ship and Channing Goodwin uh, on the outside, as well as Chris Peel, who can hand the ball off to Peel being a highly touted DB, but is also their starting tailback. So uh, again, point being that uh, both have had similar trajectories in terms of improving their accuracy because of the steps they t- they've taken, as well as the step up in talent around them. Um, I think, the biggest difference between Jaden and JJ, like I mentioned, is just that escapability and the ability to make plays uh, with their with his legs. Uh, I think Jaden is also a high football IQ key, kid. He's a, a football kid all the way, which is why he's been able to connect with Michigan co-offensive coordinator Matt Weiss and head coach Jim Harbaugh. I think JJ and Jaden have really bonded well from a personal level. I think uh, JJ was a little more outgoing uh it had a little more charisma but i think Jaden is equally as good as jj was from a team leader standpoint from a toughness standpoint from a loving the game standpoint i mean i saw Jaden earlier this season where he was throwing up on the sidelines and he led his team to a victory i've seen him on this i've seen him three times this year i've seen him on the sideline alone just watching film on the ipad uh just trying to figure out what he could do better what the defense was doing so uh he's he was also you know always the first guy out on the field giving his teammates high fives the same way jj does so uh there are a lot of similarities between jay and jj and like i said they've really bonded well um away from the field as well um jj has been instrumental in helping j helping michigan recruit Jaden. jj has been involved in all his visits jj's parents and Jaden's parents have connected on the visit so uh even Jaden told me he sees jj as a, a big brother type and um also just thinks it would be great to learn under a guy like JJ if he were to end up at Michigan. But uh, look at, yeah, I had JJ graded higher going into uh, his senior year, but I think Jaden is a a really, really good top level prospect as well. Uh, The way second question from our super chatter is Shane Johnson, the way Michigan is mauling everyone the last 22 of 20, the last 22 of 24 wins. Why are five-star running backs and offensive linemen not lining up to come. Um, you know, that's definitely a great question. One on the running back side, I think Mike Hart, the last couple of cycles has just been comfortable taking guys early and, you know, he has his type of back. So CJ Stokes was, uh, his type of back kind of, uh, shorter stockier built running back that was pretty undervalued and you've seen cj flash as a freshman guy that had a chip on his shoulder you know i wrote about cj uh and i said i have him graded as a high three star but he could definitely prove me wrong and outplay his ranking and uh again you're seeing flashes of that talent with cj i think this cycle kind of again mike hart got 
things done early. He landed Cole Cabana, which I think is a great uh, land from a versatile standpoint. I think Cabana can do so many different things. And then he obviously took Benjamin Hall as well, who's been kind of up and down uh, as a senior, but fits that Mike Hart mold. If somebody can get something out of Benjamin Hall, it's Hart. He has that bigger uh, frame. Uh, he's he's a, a shorter back, obviously only being about 5'10", but he's really stocky. He has tree trunks for legs. He, he's a really strong kid, 5'10", 227. So those are Mike Hart type of backs. And Hart, I still think, has uh, – it, it, first of all, Hart's one of the best coaches on staff. He does a tremendous job uh, coaching his position group. But I still think Hart uh, – I still have a little bit of doubt – in terms of uh, Hart being able to land an elite level back. We just haven't seen him do it at Michigan, right? Uh, and then you look ahead at 2024, and the only top 100 back Michigan is realistically in it for is Jordan Marshall out of Cincinnati. There are a few other on 300 guys that Michigan is hanging around with. But, um, yeah, I think you'd like to see more from, from Mike Hart as a recruiter. Obviously, he has a lot to sell from his running back production, from the fact that he's a Michigan legend. I'd love to see him just be more active in general with top level talent on the recruiting trail. And, you know, if he can get Jordan Marshall, that would be huge. Uh, he is the number 45 overall prospect on on three. Uh, he's ranked as a top 200 prospect by the other recruiting sites. But I think Marshall is uh, the plan A guy uh, in 2024, which is good to see. Again, uh, Hart has uh, settled the last couple of cycles, but I do uh, settled early the last couple of cycles. But I do think, um, you know, he, he is in on Marshall. Obviously, Marshall visited for the game against Michigan State, I think things are turning in the right direction there. If Ohio State pushes, that one could end up being difficult. But um, as of right now, I think Michigan's in a really good spot. The offensive line is is definitely interesting. You would think offensive linemen would be lining up to play for Michigan, especially winning the Joe Moore Award last year, having another sensational season. Uh, Sharon Moore being historically one of the best recruiters on staff. I do think this cycle, um, some of it did have to do with Sharon Moore just not being his usual self on the recruiting trail because of everything going on. Remember, when Sharon was just the tight ends coach, he was the ace recruiter on this staff. But he's since added a lot of responsibilities, right? Like, it's tough to be the offensive. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.